I finally read a book, What the Hell is That Noise?, and why I will never stop loving Amy Grant. This and so much more on this week's brand new episode of your favorite podcast, Contrary Gardens! Hey gang, guess what I did last weekend? Guess, did you guess? Did you listen to my three topics? Well, they were and are. I read a book, What the Hell is That Noise? And Why I'll Never Stop Loving Amy Grant. Oh my goodness, Amy Grant. We'll get to her last because she's a special lady. See, she is a special lady. We are lucky to have her on this planet. We are fortunate, blessed, and lucky to have her on this planet. You pick your favorite one. But first, we start with the fact that we all need to applaud. Insert applause sound here. I read a book. Clap, clap. Clap, 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 clap. <laughs> I did. I did. It's called, uh, the title of the book is You Sound Like a White Girl by Julissa Arce. And it is a wonderful, educational, eye-opening, insightful book that I think a lot of people need to read, if not everyone. It, it may even need to be a textbook in public schools because it's, it's eye-opening. You know how a few years back, uh, 10, 20, 30 years back, people started realizing and writing about the fact that the stuff we were learning in history books wasn't necessarily accurate, that there might have been another side to it. The example that I like to give is that I grew up in New York and I went to New York public schools. I was taught that the Holocaust was a horrible thing. We learned about it in detail. We also learned that the Civil War was caused because of slavery. They were fighting for the end of slavery. That was the main cause. And then I, years later, I moved to Florida, and folks kept saying, oh, states' rights. Well, I hate to break it to you, but the right that the state wanted to keep was the ability to continue to own black people. That's a problem. That's slavery. So I said I'd never talk about politics or religion on the show, and oops. But anyway... <laughs> <laughs> this book that I read last week, You Sound Like a White Girl. God, it's so good. It's so good. It opened my eyes to the experience of uh, folks born in Mexico that immigrate here and what they go through. And it's not unlike what has been experienced by so many indigenous people. And while the history of America is complicated, it is not so complicated that we can't all take a little more time to learn more about history and what really happened, and that what we've been spoon-fed at school, or by whatever media we're consuming currently, it might not all be vetted properly. There's a lot to learn. I encourage all of you to continue to read and do research and find out what's going on. My eyes have been opened, and if you would like to discuss this book with me, please feel free to stop by my office at the library or call me or email me or text me because I have a lot of wonderful, um, warm feelings now about this author, and it's just, uh, yes, there's so much to learn. What are we doing? We're all sitting around just being comfortable, and I know this is dipping my toe in politics a little bit, and I wasn't going to do that on this show. But I listened to the podcast Hysteria, and Julissa Arce is sometimes a guest on there. 
And I highly recommend listening to that podcast if you have the opportunity because it can open your eyes to lots of things if you are willing to have your eyes opened. I will step off my soapbox now because it's almost political and we will move on to the next incredibly important topic. What the fuck was that sound? I live in a condominium in Bradenton. I am on the first floor of a four-story building that was built in 1974. I heard it. That's an old fucking building. It's almost 50 years old. It's old. I mix it up. I mix up the year this building was built. I mix it up with my current workplace because... That was built in 1977, and this was built in 74. Uh, it, it, it's just, it's all too old. It's just, it's all too old. Consider the fact that they have cast iron pipes. That alone. Ooh. Anyway, sometimes I, I'm, I'm getting ready for bed. I lay down. I decide, no, I'm not going to keep the TV on tonight. I'm going to do a healthy thing and shut off the screen. I'm not even going to look at my phone. And I turn off the TV. Sometimes I even turn off the ceiling fan and I don't look at my phone and I lay in bed and I hear things. I hear noises. Now, they're not the kind of noises you would expect to hear from vermin in the walls. They're more like sounds of people moving upstairs. There's no one upstairs right now. There's no one on the second floor. There's no one on the third floor and there's no one on the fourth floor. But There are people across the hall and upstairs and not necessarily next door. Although I know when the next door neighbors are here because the hallway smells like pot. Like sometimes the hallway smells like a nursing home. Sometimes there's no smell. Sometimes it's kind of mildewy and sometimes it smells like pot. And that's when I go out in the hallway with my can of Lysol and I just spray it until half a can is gone. Because, ew. Anyway. Sometimes I hear noises and I don't know what they are. And it's not like when we were growing up and people would say, oh, the house is settling. I'm like, settling? No, settling is what we all do with our first husbands. This isn't settling. This is some other strange noise that's happening. There's nobody there. What is that noise? So I'm going to assume it's outside the building and it's it's things that can't get in. I'm going to go with that. You know, and maybe it's something on the other side of the lanai. I'm sleeping just a you know a couple feet away from the lanai sliding glass door, and on the other side of that sliding glass door is a is a space like a patio, a lanai in Florida. We call them a lanai. It's a porch or a patio, and on the other side of that are plastic screen windows and then screens, like a plastic window. It's a solid plastic sheet. And they're old and cracking. And then there's a screen. So things can't get in. But I'm not uh, I'm not totally in denial about the fact that things can get in. I know they can. But these noises aren't the kind of noises you would hear from the things that would get in. Spiders and little, you know, other things that might get in. They're not going to sound like they're moving a chair upstairs. What the fuck is that noise? <laughs> anyway, the point is, it's not ghosts. I don't know what it is. We'll come back to this at another um, time because I don't know the answer. Like, what the fuck is that noise? And sometimes I hear things when I'm watching TV. I'm like, what the fuck was that? It's just there's nobody there. There's nobody there. The main topic (laughs) of, of today's podcast 
is one of my heroes. It's one of the women I've always admired. It's one of the people on this planet that has made the planet a better place. And when we come back from this break, we're going to talk about one of my favorite people on the planet, Amy Grant. All right, we'll be right back. Welcome back. And now we're going to go back in time a little bit. Are you guys ready for a little time travel? Come with me back to the early 1980s. Oh my goodness, look in the mirror. Oh my God, look at your hair. What is happening with your hair? Well, it's pretty much what's happening with my hair today in 2022, so not a lot has changed. Point is, the early 80s were an interesting time for a lot of us. They were a time of uh, self-exploration and a time for change. And I'm going to tell you a story about me and how I changed in the early 80s. Maybe it's not the change you expected, but it's the change I'm going to talk about today. In the early 1980s, I was really into a lot of different kinds of music and a lot of different kinds of stuff. And I was reading and I was going to college and I was dating this guy that I was eventually going to marry. <laughs> that didn't work out. But I stayed 10 years so I can get his social security. If he earned any money, I don't know what happened once we split up. I didn't pay attention. I was uh, leaving the Catholic church and starting to go to his church because it seemed like a better place. And I was doing that. And then, you know, some time goes by and listen to different kinds of music, but I'm not really sure, you know, if I'm going to delve into gospel music because people seem to talk about that a lot. So one day I'm sitting and watching the Grammy Awards because, you know, I like award shows and, and, and this girl comes out onto the stage to perform live. And I think, oh, who's this, who's this girl? This looks like an interesting thing happening here. Regular rock band in the background. She comes out Got this long, flowing, beautiful, um, wavy brown hair in that Elaine from Seinfeld style. She's wearing black leggings. She's got a white tuxedo jacket on, but it's got leopard um, prints spots uh, painted on it. And I think she did that herself, she said in an article. And she has no shoes on. She proceeds to dance around the stage, all happy and excited, talking about angels watching over her. And it's a fun, boppy little rock song. I love it. This was the beginning of the awareness of the existence of Amy Grant. I'm crossing myself. You can't say. I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. And and it's really kind of cool because I have been following her since the 80s. Not, not like in the bushes with binoculars. You know, just kind of, I've always been a fan. I've always been over here watching. I, I, I then got into contemporary Christian music, but I always had a focus of this girl's the one I want to know about. And I would get all of her albums and I watched her go through her phase of exploring pop music and crossing over Next Time I Fall with Peter Satira. You know it. A VH1 spotlight song, I'm sure. Not the best song, but I enjoyed it. I always love that soft rock, that crossover almost uh, country music sound. James Taylor, Carol King, Linda Ronstadt, The Eagles, Carly Simon. That's my jam. Amy Grant emulated and loved and admired all of the singer-songwriters of the 70s. So for her to follow in their footsteps was natural. She then became more poppy and rocky. And she did a crossover song, Next Time I Fall, with Peter Satira from Chicago. There was a bit of backlash. The Christians didn't like that. They thought, ooh, what's she doing talking with another boy about things? Calm down. She then came out with an album called Heart in Motion, 
you remember in the 90s. Baby, baby, that's what love is for. Mm-hmm. Every heartbeat, you remember, you remember. Ugh, so fun. I was a big fan. I, I always enjoyed her. They'd interview her, and she always seemed so humble and cool and self-deprecating in a way, and yet really comfortable with her faith and herself. Just fun, just compassionate, just empathetic and lovely. So, you know, years go by, I, I kind of leave the church, and I leave the husband, and I leave New York, and I leave heterosexuality. <laughs> I love some stuff behind. I always kind of paid attention, like, what's Amy doing these days? Oh, she's she's knee-deep in the God stuff, so she was doing a lot of gospel, and I didn't pay attention. You know, and then some more years go by, and I always listened to her, her music through the years, because it always made me feel better. Whether it was the unguarded album, Age to Age, Heart in Motion, then there was simple, simple things, and it takes a little time. I love that video. She had a lot of great albums through the years, and I was always a fan. So, how thrilled was I to discover that um, she was going to be playing in Clearwater a couple of years ago? And 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 a comedian friend of mine let me know there was a contest at a radio station. So I, you know, I did. I said, "What the hell? Let's do it." I did it and I won. I, I got a chance to meet Amy Grant backstage before the show in Clearwater. Oh, my God. I brought Catherine Maloney with me because when you're going to see a contemporary Christian musician, you want to bring Catherine Maloney with you because it's going to balance it. So <laughs> we had a blast. We had a great time. She kept bringing me back to earth when I would start to lose it. Um, and um, we left a little bit early because it was just a lot of God stuff in the concert. But before the concert, we got to go backstage. I got to meet Amy Grant, tell her how much I admired her all those years. Uh, I cried a little bit. I thanked her for all of her work. And she gave me a hug. We took a picture. It was fantastic. It was wonderful. I was almost weepy. And then she turned to Catherine and said, Hi, I'm Amy Grant. And she said, Hi, I'm Catherine. And then she said, You must be Mary's plus one. She could tell she was not a super fan. <laughs> anyway, it was a great night. Always a good time. Great memory. And now here we are in 2022, and my Amy Grant is going to be honored at the Kennedy Center this year. So sometime I think in November is when it happens, and then they will air it in December. So I'm excited. Not looking forward to Christmas, but I'm looking forward to watching the airing of the Kennedy Center honors with my Amy, because I love her and she's great. So now I'm going to listen to all the Amy albums that I can find, if I can find a CD player somewhere <laughs> in this condo. I'm sure I didn't throw it out. Anyway, that's this week's Contrary Gardens. It's ending with me having a smile on my face because I love talking about Amy Grant. I'm a big fan. She's an awesome person. Yeah, and turned out all those years I didn't really um, love Jesus. I just had a crush on Amy Grant. <laughs> what are you going to do? She's awesome. So go out there. Have a great rest of your Sunday. Get a bagel. Get a cup of coffee. Get the New York Times. Go give your people a hug and get a hug back. This has been Mary Tishbein with Contrary Gardens. Contrary. Gardens.